A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by the actor, the voice of the Cube. Yes. Uh, Colin McFarlane had some very important stuff to tell us about. It was interesting he and did. fascinating to chat to him. Eugene Amodadzi, uh, until four years ago, he was just a Saturday afternoon footballer who was quite quick on the wing. Now, he's one of the five... Fastest, he's thirteenth uh, fastest man in the world yeah. at the moment, Paul. A sub a ten second hundred meters he has run, and he's uh, he's thirty now. What a story! Amazing. So uh, we chatted to him. Uh, we had a bit of a chat we about did. various things. The listeners got involved. And we had a celebrity combination yes. lot. Colin the first ever gave it some class. Two people together. No, well, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, marvelous, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? They, he didn't play. It was Lizzie and I know, Rupert. He's involved. Oh, yes, though, oh, yes, he is involved. He's involved. We'll we'll find out how. You've lost your mind there, Charlie. <laughs> so, short memory. So, anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. A brilliant day, sport ahead. Ascot, yeah. the cricket. If they ever get the cricket going, what a test, Paul. The signs are good, hopefully. What a test. It's been good, isn't it? That Joe Root ramp ball off the first ball yesterday. Yeah. Just just great. I'd love to have seen Jeffrey Boycott's face. Yeah, it would have been good, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> just as that it would have was, been good. <laughs> was happening, you know. Just, yeah. Even like yeah. sort of bowling last night, that little spell, there's so much drama in yeah. it. It's been fantastic. Beautiful. So, it's, it's all delicately poised, I think. We'll talk to John Norman, hopefully, a little bit yeah. later on, and he'll bring us uh, regular updates once they get underway. But, you know, they've still got a lot of batting in them, haven't they? You yeah, know, yeah. If, you know, because Kawaja stays there, head can bat for ages. Yeah. Carey can bat. I think we Green get, Co- I think we get Kawaja, Kawaja out, and I think there's an, a weekend then. There's all be a, always be a weekend, and I think that's what, what it'll be. They're all weekend. You know? <laughs> but then, <laughs> no one's, no one's going to get 100. Fair old way. Yeah, down. but no one's going to get 100, are they? We're going to be. We're going. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be. I, they don't I, need to get. 170 the full Andy. When do they play cricket ever on a Tuesday? I'm going to get the full Andy Jacobs experience yes. today, where I just can sit and watch the cricket while you do all the work. It's, 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 it's be funny sitting with Andy because he, he, you know, one minute he's saying, "Look, we're never going to change the way." He's very laissez-faire and very stoic about. Look, you know, Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum, Basball's Basball, and the, then it's suddenly going our way. Then it isn't, and he said, "It's a ridiculous idea, isn't it?" It's just watching a man 
then lurch. Stop one, trying to reverse sweep. One opinion <laughs> to the next. You know, it's a it's a joke, isn't it? Really? Why are we playing like this? We're declaring. We say, well, you know, you can't change it. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be the interesting. declaration to, does look stupid. Yeah, it'll be interesting that. to see. But I, we were talking to our uh, Aussie boss earlier on. Who's yes. He's going to do his best. I, I tell you what. I know what happened because I've been here before. Because if Australia are doing well, he can't wait to keep walking past yeah. us in in the studio. Yeah. But if they're not, he hunkers uh, down. Yeah. He I puts see. down the blinds and says he's in a four-hour meeting. I see he's got a ball with him. An actual, he's walking around with uh, a ball. A cherry, a, br- a ripe yeah. cherry with him there. Well, he had just... a bit of sandpaper as well, so, <laughs> which was a bit odd. I don't know what that was for. A bit of breaking news. Uh, oh, Chelsea yeah. have announced the sale of uh, Christopher Nkunku, the French striker they signed this morning. <laughs> he's £100 million, pounds, uh, great, a £48 million pound profit, and he's on his way to the little-known Saudi club, Al Brazili had. Uh, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, congratulations, Chris, on that move. There is something on there, isn't Um, it? So, um, still (laughs) coming up this afternoon, Charlie just said to me, he put out a tweet. I don't know if you followed Charlie on Twitter. He probably got better things to do. But um, what did you tweet out earlier on, Charlie, for your I'll tell you what I was doing. I was watching the England game last night, and it it was so easy for us. I mean, it was really exciting, wasn't it? But uh, I was also, at the same time, listening to what was going on in the Commons, as they were calling Boris Johnson a liar. Mm. And uh, they... uh, I was looking at Jacob Rees-Mogg, making Mm. a fool of himself, and... I thought if he was called Jake Rees-Mogg, yeah. he would absolutely get a game in the midfield for Dagenham and Redbridge. It's great. Who have we signed? We've got this kid in, Jake Rees-Mogg. He's all right. He was at Carlisle for a while. Yeah. I think he was under, England under-18s, but it didn't really work out. And yeah, Jake Rees-Mogg, we're yeah. bringing him in. It's, he's uh, in. He's, he's on he's a free. <laughs> on a free. Just, yeah, yeah. It's just a one-year deal, prove-yourself deal. And we're just worrying about if you just slightly tweak the names of politicians. Because yeah. you said um, if he was Keith Starmer. Yeah. And I said, no, he wouldn't be Keith Starmer. He'd be umpire Keith Starmer. Yeah, yeah very much. Wouldn't he? That's a very on the nice county, one, yeah. On the county circuit, I yeah. think, umpire Keith Starmer. I used to like the tennis player Pat Rafter. Remember him? Pat, Pat Rafter. Rafter. <laughs> Pat I Rafter. Th- I always think it sounded like he ran a scrap metal dealership. <laughs> Pat Rafters! Yeah, that's it. Get- Hello, hello, Pat Rafters, so what you, have you got? An old Cavalier, bring it down. When you'd phone up, all we could hear was the machine crushing <laughs> yeah, a car in the yeah. background. Pat Rafters! Yeah. So that's why I always... Have you ever had to do that? I used to, years and uh, years ago... Scrap a car? No, not scrap a car. Uh, I know you do a lot of cut and shut business. <laughs> so you, but no, it's not not true. But, you know, you've got no money when you're a kid. Yeah. And I had this car and somebody clattered into the old wing mirror. Oh, yeah. And I thought, that's a bit rich, a new one. So I'm around the old scrapyards of Edmonton in North London. Oh, yeah. Looking, going in there, hello, mate, you got the oh, love Pat that, Rafters. Yeah. Got the wing mirror off a Vauxhall Viva. Well, that's fantastic. It was that, a joy, wasn't that's it? That's the old Skoda joke, Paul, isn't it? Have you got a petrol cap for a Skoda? Well, <laughs> not a bad swap. Well, that, that was, was a long, the, it was a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Great cars now, of a course. Quality Paul, vehicle. Great, great cars now. Wouldn't it been great if, like, we just basically the bloke from Skoda was just about to sign the contract to, to be a, <laughs> sponsor. a sponsor on this station? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just listening to the output and he puts the lid on the pen, puts the pen Hawks in the pocket. Hogsby and Jacobs out. in association with Skoda Rock. And the head of sales comes down and he's standing, I mean, literally, steam coming out of his ears. Just puts the pen, puts the cross pen back in his pocket. He Talk ca- sport breakfast. He came over. Skoda Fabia. He came over, he, obviously being VW, he came over, he came over that yeah, day. Unbelievable. And like, he was ready to go and having a big reception. The sandwiches are curdling, yeah. where he's just got straight on a flight back to uh, to Germany. And I've done the, I've done all the, the old Skoda material. Charlie Baker. He's <laughs> Baker's done his Skoda set. Anyway, great cars. The Skoda set. Um, coming up <laughs> today. Like that, Scott. We're going to... Th- 
we're, yeah, so we're interested in more of those. If you just sli slightly tweak the names yeah, of yes. famous people, politicians might be good. What do they end up sounding like? Maybe you've got theories. We gave you Keith Starmer. We gave you... Jake Rees-Mogg, the Dagenham and Redbridge midfielder. <laughs> um, Talksport.com forward slash yeah. H&J. Text 81089, tweet TSH&J 03717223344 to get in touch. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's not many sort of stories in the world of sport that kind of knock you for six and no. you can't quite take in, but this is one of them. Um, this is the story of Eugene Amodadze. He uh, is an accountant. He's always been pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but until about four years ago, he didn't quite realise how quick because he took up athletics almost by chance and has subsequently run a sub 10 second 100 metres. Amazing. And he's currently fourth on the British all-time list. Just incredible. He joins us now. Hi, Eugene. Hi, Eugene. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. It's like, You're I don't know if you met years and years ago, but before you were born, there was a character called Alf Tupper, the tough of the track, um, in a comic. And it's got that kind of comic book feel to it, your story. It's, a, it's crazy that um, it's only four years since you took up sprinting. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's been a roller coaster to this point. And I'd be lying if I said to you when I started it way back when in, in my first ever track session was what, October 2018. I'd be lying if I said any I had any other aspiration other than, okay, this is something new. I enjoyed it as a child and I just want to see kind of, you know, how, how much faster I can run and, you know, just have fun really. So you you, you were, how how did you find did you find a local club or something? Were you playing did you play any other sports? How how did you yeah, find I was, athletics? I was, I was actually playing um Saturday League football at the time. So okay. Church and actually have a football team. It's the Ilford District Churches League. It's a really good league run on Saturdays. So we had a pre-season game at Ashton Playingfields in Woodford, which is where Woodford Green Athletics Club are based. So we're heading home and me and my best friend Ben see a local meet going on. And I love athletics, whether it's your local meet in Woodford or the World Champs or yeah. the Olympics on TV, I'm going to watch it. So we sat down and we watched it and I think the 100 metres was on and I can't remember what the winning time was that day, maybe like 11-3 or something. Yeah. And best friend turns over to me and says, I reckon you could put a pair of spikes on and beat these guys. <laughs> and, then, and then he asked me the question. He said, and my friends had been grilling me for years. Oh, if we had your talent, oh, you wasted your talent, da, 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 all of that kind of stuff. So he kind of turned to me and said, look, why have you never tried this thing? I think you need to try this thing. And I looked at him and I didn't have an answer for him. Yeah. In that moment, I didn't have an answer for him. And I said, you know what? Okay, let's, let's, have, let's see. Let's have a go. So I went and found who was my first coach a guy named alan and yeah here we are and now you're the 13th fastest man in the world this year <laughs> yeah. incredible <laughs> i suppose it, you know you've, you have the raw talent and you'd run before but you, you do need a team around you when you start getting to this level so uh, have you improved subsequently since then have you been learning stuff along the way that's got you even quicker yeah, so I think just to contextualise it a bit for you. So um, when I first joined my current coach, Steve Fudge, honestly, unbelievable coach. He's coach. I don't know if you know James Desalu, Adam mm, yeah. Jamil. Okay, he coached yeah. their sub-10 clock-ins. Um, so I linked up with him in 2020. And when I joined him, I was running the 100 metres in about 10 and a half seconds. But it's the steps I was doing it in. So I was doing it in about 48 steps. Uh -huh. Fast forward to when I ran 9-9 nine, nine the other night. I did that in 45 steps. So I've, I've taken three steps out of how wow. long it, I've 
I'm able to cut down the amount of steps I'm taking, which speaks to, you know, better running mechanics and just better efficiency and better control of my posture. So, no, my coach has done a really, really good job with me. You know, my, my strength and conditioning coach, Jermaine, my, my osteo, um, Rob, honestly, my team have done a phenomenal job in terms of helping me to understand the event and then helping to draw out, like you said, of course, there's a raw talent there, a God-given talent there, which I'm very thankful for, but I've got to make sure that I, you know, nurture that talent Manager, yeah. it, and you know all those good things so yeah thankfully on friday night in in austria you know everything came together really nicely and yeah we we, we ran that time well what's been the attitude of uh of kind of runners that you come up against and other british runners i mean obviously a kind of new kid on the block yes. i say kid 30 but you <laughs> you suddenly come along and, and you're running times yeah they're thinking who's this guy that you know just uh, just rocked up one First day. day should have turned up in your suit from your accountancy office yes. <laughs> with your run with your briefcase yeah. and your suit on that would have been good but yeah uh, have they been very welcoming you know what i have had some congratulatory messages from a lot of the the guys on the domestic scene a lot of the british guys have been sending me well wishes the guys that see me where i train have you know been wishing me well and that sort of thing a lot of the other coaches who coach some of the athletes who are obviously going to be competing against me mm. so yeah you know at least to my face everything i've seen has been really positive so you know that's been that's been really cool Right. And how much more you think you've got in you? How is much more? Di- can... Are we Diamond League? Are we, are we close you know, to yeah, a, a Euro, I Europeans want, want, or Olympics? Diamond League, yeah. I absolutely want to be on that stage. I believe I belong on that stage. Yeah. I would relish, you know, testing myself against the best that the world has got to offer. You know, step by step, we take it step by step. Now, you know, put down a marker and God willing, this is just the first of many. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I want to be, you know, on those stages. There's a World Champs coming up in August that, by God's grace, I go and do what I need to do at the British Trials in a few weeks' time and I'll be on that plane. So, yeah, the aspirations are there. But generally, I just want to go out there and just keep improving my craft, keep working on what I'm working on. I'm a I'm a massive process-oriented kind of guy. I feel like if you focus just on the results, you miss the beauty of the journey. So for me, it's just making sure I'm taking care of the, the things that I can control. The rest is in God's hands. And yeah, let's see what happens. Amazing. When you were playing Saturday League football, were you were they, they just knocking, knocking balls over the top to you to run on to? How was it working? No, that, that is exactly what was happening. You know what I mean? Through the middle, over the top, I was running onto them, getting a lot of tap-ins and that sort of thing. You know, I don't think I'd ever stepped on a football pitch and felt like there was anyone that was as quick as me. Yeah. So, I, you know, you got a sense that you were fast, but obviously that was just relative to that context. And I guess maybe one of the things that maybe held me back from ever starting it in the first place was I started to believe my own legend a bit, I guess. Mm. People telling me you could have made it. People telling me, oh, you're quick. If you had dedicated yourself, you could have done it. And I guess yeah. maybe a part of me started to believe that it was good enough for me to have been able to and just didn't do it. Um until I actually obviously tried and thank God it's gone well thus far. And um, so we were telling people you're the world's fastest accountant. They thought you could like get VA done, VAT done in yeah. half an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Self-assessment in an hour. No, yeah, no, that's nice. right. Thank no, you so much. No messing about. But I mean, are you, st- are you still an accountant? Are you still, you're not full-time athlete yet or what's, what situation? No, yeah. My situation, yeah, I'm a full-time chartered accountant. Um, shout out to my company, Barclay Group. So I work, a, I work for a subsidiary of Barclay Group PLC construction mm. company called St. George. Um, shout out to them. You know, they've been super supportive through this whole journey. Yeah, but they yeah, have I'm to ready. be our guests because they need to be very accommodating. I mean, especially yeah, kind no, of... And and are, and I think, yeah. yeah, and I, I credit them because they are very accommodating. And when I had to, when I got my first GB vest at the European and Indoor Champs in yeah. March, you know, short notice, having to take annual leave and go off. And they let me work remotely when I went to warm weather training in the States and Great. things like that. So they really do support me. And yeah, but I'm very much still full-time, chartered accountant, nine to five, you know, 
And at the end, I always say to people, people say, oh, what, what could you do if you was full time and things like that? And I'm like, look, we all get dealt a hand. I'm not looking over people's shoulders at all. Oh, he, he's got a good hand. I'd like to play that hand. Yeah. Oh, he's got a good hand. I'm like, this is the hand I've got. I'm going to play the heck out of that hand. So I, I try not to look at, oh, if he was full time. Oh, if he was this. Because the way I see it, having a career, having a family and these kind of things I've got going outside the track, it keeps me grounded, you know? Mm. Gives me a level of perspective and it stops me getting too gassed. You know what I mean? Because people are like, you're 13th in Europe. You're, yeah. I'd, you know, get, I'd get quite gassed about it. I think. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and who's your football team finally? Who do you support? I'm an Arsenal supporter. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't want to hear anything about what happened last season. <laughs> yeah, no. Idea. What about uh, Bako Saka last night? Last yeah. night? We're just saying like, ridiculous goal. World. He's an incredible talent. Um, you know, we've tied him down to a new contract. So, yeah, no, look, honestly... Um, I'm an Arsenal man and that comes with its ups and downs, as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, no, at least I've got track to kind of pick me up when, when the boys let me down. <laughs> well, I'm sure if someone from the club's uh, listening, if you keep running the way you are, they'll get you out on the pitch. Yeah, and, be lovely, the pitch yeah. I love year. it, man. Yeah, guys. Yeah. FC, shout me. Job Nick spot help. with Pepe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, Eugene, it's an amazing story. We wish you well. We'll Wonderful. keep an eye on your progress and really, really thank appreciate you, so you joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Take care. There's Brilliant. Eugene uh, Amadadzi there. Um, and uh, you want you want the niche joke of the day? You ready Go for the niche for it. joke Go of the for day? It, please, Paul. Uh, Eugene uh, used to do um, Dave Gilmore's books from uh, Pink Floyd oh, because yes. he often used to say to him, "Careful with that tax, Eugene. Give me the thousand yard stare." <laughs> There's, honestly, there's old Pink Floyd Some people fans. loving that now. Old Pink They're, Floyd on the floor. Bent over. On the floor. I didn't get it. Don't get it. Well, you're a I child. I didn't get it. I need, I need to... I you mean, need to be listening to Pink Floyd to, albums. If you have to explain a joke, Paul. No, I look, I know, but I said it was niche, didn't I? I'm not expecting anybody to get that outside hardcore Pink Floyd fans who were listening to albums in 1968. I'm a bit disappointed he was only 30. I imagine he was like 55. Are you wanting him a bit older, bit older. You? 72. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 72. Yeah. Turns up and he's doing 100 metres. Yeah, then he'd be the world's fastest retired accountant. <laughs> yeah. And he might, might be... Well, I, just took it, I, I retired early. Yeah, you know, you know I sort of try sprinting. Pension. I thought I try sprinting. Went over the park. I was like a whippet. Like walking foot. I tried walking football for yeah. a bit. I was too fast. You can imagine their faces and a 72 year old man just blitzing past them sub 10 seconds. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Careful with that tax, Eugene. Look it up. Said it was niche. Don't ever go up me. There we are. Wonderful. Honestly, they're all out there at the moment. No, they're Mason, now, they're he's now. on the floor. Someone just <laughs> phoned Nick. Ma- you know, I'll play it back to you. I've recorded it. Oh, they're, oh, they're loving it. Absolutely. The old Floyd you'll fans. Be, you'll be in booked for Pink Floyd concerts. Yeah, I'll be going on. They're just doing that. Forum. Here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. It's Eugene Amadadzi. Yeah. Eugene that's it and he's an accountant he's but he's accountant. also a sprinter yeah the bo- See, I've, I've told the boys the joke but they're not really interested <laughs> not really interested it's not it's not playing out Paul anyway we'll um, you can workshop me on that one Charlie okay, we'll, yeah, work, we'll, we'll try and work it out the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast we've been joined in the studio by actor Colin McFarlane yeah. if you're on uh, social media I'm sure you've seen uh, Colin's uh, face recently uh, talking about uh, prostate cancer um, uh, good to see you Colin thanks very much for coming in Hi, it's great to be here thank yeah, you for letting me you. come in and spread the word for, for those that uh, haven't seen that and it's been pretty ubiquitous and quite rightly so because it's an important topic tell us tell us why you did that and the background to it yeah sure I mean I basically um, I was told by an actor about 17 years ago that um, when I get over 50 
I should be doing blood tests, PSA blood tests, which for the men out there who don't know what that is, it's a prostate-specific antigen test. Takes 30 seconds, just a little needle, little prick in the arm. Take your blood. He said, do that over 50 because one in eight men die from this thing. And I went, what? Is that high? He went, yeah, and it's even worse, Colin. If you're black, it's one in four. And I went, okay. So I knew to do that from about 52. So I'd been testing for about eight years and maybe about six years in, they went, oh, your PSA number's slightly raised. And again, just so you know, if your number goes up, it's less important what the number is. If it keeps going up, is when there's a, it's flagging an issue. Mm. So just think of a PSA as a, as a flag. Forget about the, the finger up the bum or the digital rectal examination. Mm. Not important anymore. The most important thing is the PSA. And 10 years ago, it used to be a little bit debatable as to how accurate it was. Yeah. And what people now need to understand is there's a three-step approach to it. So the PSA is the first flag. If you get a, re- a number that goes up, they'll do another one two weeks later. If it still goes up, they'll go, okay, we might need to look a little closer. So that's what happened to me. So it was sort of six years in, number went up a little bit, and they went, it's not what worried yet, Colin. It's meant to be under 3.5. Mine was around four. They said, maybe we'll keep an eye. I said, well, can I do a blood test every six months so we're mm-hmm. really on top of it I'm like yeah fine so we did that for about 18 months and then they went it's gone up again colin i think we should do an mri i went fine did an mri they went it's a little area of concern and i got a call one morning lying in bed after a late night and going so who is this and it's like this is your urology specialist yeah. i went oh hi he said i'm um, your mri there's an area of concern about 30 percent chance that you might have cancer mm-hmm. and you're like oh okay mm-hmm. but you're thinking 70 percent chance i'll be yeah. fine um, and then he said, we need to do a biopsy. So the biopsy is when they take samples from your prostate. And for the men again out there who don't know, prostate is about the size of a walnut. Um, and they'll put some needles in and they'll take what they call cores. They took 18 of them and three of them had cancer. So he said, you're really lucky because you've been testing for so long before yeah. you had any problems. We've caught it incredibly early. So he said, you've got no symptoms. We're not giving you any treatment because you don't need it because it's so small. And it gro- what people don't know is that prostate cancer grows very slowly. So you're unlikely to, I'm unlikely, unlikely to have treatment for 10 to 15 years, if at all. Mm-hmm. And he said the key word, Colin, is if at all. You may not need tre- treatment ever. Right. So, but we have to tell you what the options are. So he said, you know, if every man did what you did, we wouldn't have 12,000 men a year dying. Mm. We wouldn't have 10,000 men a year being diagnosed too late. Mm-hmm. So the message to all the men out there is, if you're listening to this and you're over 45 if you're black, over 50 if you're white, please go onto the prostatecanceruk.org website and do the risk checker. Just put in your, your age, your family history of cancer, and your ethnicity, and it will advise you whether you are at risk. If it says you're at risk, then go to your GP and ask for a PSA blood test. Now... The GPs are also slightly in the dark about this. And mm. they also kind of go, oh, but PSA is not very accurate, is it? And they don't realize that technology's moved on. So it is now accurate when it's mm-hmm. part of a three-step approach. So if the GP says to you, no, you can't have one, you need to say, you know that guy from The Cube, the voice of The Cube, <laughs> Colin McFarlane? <laughs> yeah. He's also in a couple of Batman movies, right? <clears throat> he's got no symptoms whatsoever, and he's got prostate cancer. So he's told me... I need to have a blood test because you've got to catch it early. That's yeah. the key. So you rarely have symptoms in the early stages. So if you're waiting for pain, that's sadly going to be too late because then it's mm. spread. Now, the other thing that's really important, which a lot of people don't know, which I was then told by one of the specialists, which is an incredible fact, if you're a father out there and have a daughter, if that man gets prostate cancer, your daughter is at, is at increased risk of breast and ovarian cancer. Wow. Now, it's a small risk, but it's there. It's normally if that, if that cancer is aggressive. But if you're one of those men and you have a daughter, well, as I said to some men at an event last night, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men are a bit apathetic at going to 
the GP. Also, as you know, hard to get a GP appointment these days. Yeah. So you've got that coupled with, I don't really want to go unless I'm in pain. Well, if you don't know that you're not in pain in the early stages of prostate cancer, you don't know that you should be going. So that's what I said to the charity and to my, my doctors. I was going, look, I'm going to get on air and just talk about this because there's a staggering amount of ignorance frankly yeah. you know men just don't know about it should and, it be a be available colin as a routine from I mean, you 50 i'm i i had my first correct. test at 60 my first blood test it Brilliant. was offered by my local health center but that's at 60 60 10 um, years too late i'm just i mean if, if you go to your gp and say i i would like this now yes um are they duty bound to give it to you do you have options you are if entitled not? if you are if you are technically in an at-risk group so if you're if you're black and over 45 if you're white and over 50 or or any other race you are entitled to a PSA blood test, but GPs have been turning men away. So mm. the charity are working with GPs to increase awareness. Yeah. And my urology specialist at St. Bart's in London, he said to me, Connor, we run seminars for GPs to educate them because what they don't realize is that MRI technology has moved ahead so much. We can see so much from it. It's not like it was 10 years ago. Mm. That's why you don't need the... There was all the good messaging about the finger up the bum, but it's actually been counterproductive because what man wants that? I didn't yeah. even have that. No. I mean, I didn't need it because I went straight from the flag of the PSA to the MRI to the biopsy. And I said to my nurse clinician, why do they go on about the, the digital rectal inspection that nobody wants? Mm. And she said, <clears throat> that was the old days when they weren't sure about PSA, but now it is so much more accurate. So they really want a national screening program. Mm -hmm. In Spain, someone contacted me on social media and said to me, in Spain, men are invited of all ethnicities over the age of 45. Right. In Spain. But here, you're not invited at all. So it's yeah. amazing even at 60 that you were at least invited. Mm. And my driver who just brought me here, he said, oh, I got an invitation. I said, that's really rare. Mm. It's not policy for surgeries to do that. So if men don't know about it, you just, and you know, they call it the silent killer because sadly it is. Do you think people don't go because they're embarrassed? Do you think they don't go because they think that won't be me? You know, I think there's a combination. What are the reasons they don't I think, go? <clears throat> I think part of it is you don't want the, you don't want the, the finger up the bum. Who wants mm. that? So you don't need that. Forget about that. Um, they don't, there's a lack of awareness. They don't realize that in those early stages, there are no symptoms. So you think, I feel fine. I feel mm. healthy. Why don't you go to the doctor? And what you've got to say is it's an age related risk. So when you are, as soon as you get, each year you go up, the risk increases. So the uh, the age group they want to talk to is 45 to 69. Mm -hmm. Those are the men that need to go and get tested because if they find it, then you're going to catch it early like me. And that's my, my big message because there's too many men sure. dying of this. So what, what is the final message to our listeners, Colin? I would say go to the prostatecancerUK.org website and you go and put in your age, your family history, your ethnicity. It will tell you your risk. If it says go to the GP, you say, I am at, in an at-risk group and I am entitled to a PSA blood test. Mm -hmm. And you should do that once a year because if anything does flare up, you will catch it early. And if you catch it early, treatable, curable, or good. The trouble is you men a lot of, often wait till they're in pain and it's normally back pain. Mm. So I've read loads of interviews of men literally getting really bad back pain and going, well, now I'm going to the doctor, but now it's yeah. too late. So, you know, I started about 52. I'm 61. So I got diagnosed December last year. My brothers, I have two older brothers. They didn't know about it. And, you know, they're both university graduates, got brains. And I said, gang, guys, you don't know about the risk to black men? And they're like, no. I said, well, you need to go and get a blood test. And they go, well, all right, what's that? It's called a PSA blood test. It's my two brothers, right? One's yeah. a journalist. The other one's a computer programmer. So the journalist, um, Gary, he goes and gets his test. And he got diagnosed in March, nine wow. months before me. Well, so that's the other thing to be aware of. There is a family link with this. So if you've got anyone in the family with... each other's lives. Yeah. Really, isn't it? yeah. If you've got yeah, any yeah. members of your family with prostate cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, you're at high risk of getting prostate. So...
Colin, fantastic. Look, a really important message. Certainly the, the kind of heartland of our of our listenership yeah. on the station. So yeah, let's hope yeah. You're all a lot of men out there. So. And they do move on that, and they they go and see their GP. And, 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 and yeah, if you're not going to do it for important. yourself, guys, do it for your family, yeah. because it's genetic. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, not long now, 50, 10 minutes oh. until the cricket starts again. All that. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. All that, plus live racing from wow. Royal Ascot. Can't Proper wait, can't sport. wait, as Big Alan would say. Feet up for the next hour, if that, yeah, get it all going. Is that, is that how you look at it? Is it? <laughs> Great, isn't it? You put a shift in. You're no Jordan Henderson, are you? <laughs> Um, anyway, um, let's cross to uh, Royal Ascot. The first time this week, uh, f- first of f- we've got four days fine racing for you. Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly, the dream team, are back. Good afternoon, both. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, oh, hello, Lizzie. Oh, Lizzie, how are you? <laughs> well, we see a lot of Rupert. We're sick of the yeah, sight of him. But Lizzie, we haven't seen you for ages. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. pleased it's not raining anymore. Mm. We've got got everything set and organised, and we're just watching. Uh, the king yes. in the carriages going down the middle of the race course. And it's uh, leaving, leaving a big imprint on the beautiful green surface as the king. And actually, let's be honest, this is a historic moment for Royal Ascot because it's, he is coming down as the king alongside the queen and everyone's trying to get a vantage point uh, as he will come through and then back round. You might actually hear the uh, national anthem being played in a, in a few minutes. I will immediately stand to attention, clutching my glass of Whispering <laughs> Angel. What a, what a uh, um, <laughs> And get out. I can't get it out of my head now. Punching myself repeatedly in the head. Um, and Rupert. And Whittacombe. Yeah. And Rupert. Charlie. Behave yourself. Charlie, behave yourself. What have I said now? Nothing. You said nothing, Rupert. Nothing you should be ashamed of. Um, where was I? Oh, I've four lost, courts. I've, here we come. I've I'll tell you what, I missed... Yes. I missed my date on the forecourt last night because oh, Lizzie and Izzy went to the forecourt without me and I oh had to dear. end up in a beef eater. Oh, oh, well, but, well. oh that's nice. Now they do a nice starter in the beef eater. It's a glass oh, of orange no, they... juice or tomato juice, a wine glass. Oh, that's nice. On a oh. saucer. Oh, on a saucer. Oh. They used to do oh, it. Was ju- it was... It was yeah. Oh, on the stand! I've got to stand to attention. Actually, now it is the national anthem. Stop saying that. Well, last time you were here, well, last time you were on, Charlie, he's got the national anthem. Shush! Shush. We have to be quiet. I'm not sure what the protocol is. Doesn't work on on radio, apparently. Last time we spoke to feel free to talk through. Last time we spoke to you in the tower, Baker. I'm more interested about being in a beef eater. Anyway, last time this feels wrong, doesn't it? Should we be doing this? Last time we spoke to Rupert, we'll have, we'll have Mike Graham in, in a minute, swinging. It'll be old windmilling. It'll be going mad. And have the full weight of talk radio on us. We suggested yeah. that poor uh, Hawksby Belfast right through the national anthem. Oh three seven one six. It's not yeah. their number. It doesn't matter. Anyway, anyway we suggested Belfast, which was the Rupert Bell, like Glastonbury. Yeah, Belfast. You know, and you, we all eat on a, a four court. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know oh. with three. People are really in love. They like the the idea. They're in the They like the sound of Belfast. (laughs) Yeah, they do. It's got three cheers for Belfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd get one of those, but yeah. anyway, uh, the king's just going under me now. All right, on purpose now. On purpose now. Carry on, Rupert. Yeah, dear yeah, me. Well, he is. I'm at the top of the grandstand, and he's coming right under me now. Yeah, I'm sure good. he is. Lovely. Good. Very good. Now, please, we've got people. Please, we've got some quality. Please, let's, please, let's, please. No, please. Come on, please, as Alan would say. We've got some quality yeah. racing today, haven't we? Should we set yes. the scene? Uh, for that, starting with the first race, as I said, we've had a little, we've had a little tip 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, a horse that uh, that likes the rain. We were told likes the rain. What was it called? If only I could remember what it was called. Uh, light infantry. That's it, yeah. Ah. Um, we've all got on that at sort of 18s, 16s, 20s, some of us. But is it wet enough, uh, would you say? No. Ah, OK. So much for that. It was wet enough when I was being the perfect gentleman and offering my umbrella to Lizzie this morning. Oh, that's nice. How nice. So, yeah. You can talk. Bit of water rally in him. She can't talk. She, you've, can't, just, she's, she, you've made her speechless. I'm not sure. I want to be associated with uh, yeah, no. with the conversation. What is perfectly all right? That's that's sea of innuendo the man indulges in. I don't know. Afraid you've signed a contract, Lizzie. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm afraid, yeah. The paperwork's been signed off. You are duty bound to speak for the next four days. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's. it's now, every Tuesday, we play a game called Celebrity Combination Lock. Uh, long-time listeners will know that our assistant producer, Jamie, is, uh, can't remember the combination. He probably yeah. went out after... Uh, he went to the gym, went out, uh, adrenaline pumping, got drunk. Now can't remember, can't remember the, the combination uh, on, on his lock, so he can't get his gym kit out of the locker. So we need to break this combination. And we ask various famous people uh, every week. Uh, Daniel Mays, the fine actor in Guys and Dolls yes. at the moment. Danny was in last week. He got one correct number in the yeah. correct place. Oh, we're gonna, this is the first time we've ever done this. This is celebrity combination. Oh, well, let, look, let's give you let's give you the uh, let's give you the theme music, shall we? At least. Welcome to Celebrity Combination Lock with your hosts Paul Hawksby and Lock Keeper Charlie Baker. Yeah, Jack Whitehall played a little while ago. One correct number, uh, one in the correct place. Yes. Uh, who else do we have doing it? Uh, playing Omid Jalili. Omid he played two in the right place. He got, no, he? he got one correct naught in the correct oh, place. Okay. The best uh, performer uh, at the moment has been Kevin Day, Crystal Palace are, fan. Yeah. Two correct numbers, two in the correct place. So, all you need to do, it's the first time we've ever done this, we're going to yeah. ask you jointly, because we know well you get on and always agree on everything. You two. So we're going to ask you to agree on four numbers. There only a one, there's only one rule, Paul, and yeah. that is we do not knock the lock. Well, do not knock the lock, Lizzie well, or Rupert. Rupert. What, does that mean diss the game? Basically, that's basically if that's, that's one way of putting lock. it. I know yes. it's the street talk you indulge in, Rupert, that's right. Um, now, <laughs> right. <laughs> we just had the, the fine actor, uh, far show mm. actor, and the voice of the cube, Colin McFarlane, in. He's recorded a couple of new elements to make it even more confusing, this game. If you knock the lock, you will hear this. The lock has been reset. Oh, that's oh, quite reset. scary, isn't it? It's reset oh, the lock. It's much better than the rubbish. That's, that's lifted oh. the quality of the game, yeah, really. really has. Has. Yeah. And, and that's it, not me knocking the lock. And if you're struggling, you'll hear this. Would you like to simplify? Oh. <laughs> Really? Voice of the cube there, Colin McFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me give you the, the numbers, guys, and you can collectively give us your guess. Kevin Day, the closest we've ever got. Uh, he got two correct numbers, two of them in the correct place. So yeah. bear that in mind as you guess these four numbers. His numbers were one, four, nine, seven. That's mm. one, four, nine, seven. So two of those are right of those four numbers in the right and place. two of them are in the right place of one four nine seven so rupert and lizzie can we have your four numbers please for celebrity combination lock k 
can I just say, Lizzie's rather taking this rather more seriously than I think you oh, intended. Well, that's, well, that's, she's not that's knocking good. the lock. That's she's good. not knocking the lock. That's good. Because she started writing numbers yeah, down, and then yeah. she's trying it like a sort of Sudoku. Yeah, that's good. That's it. And I, and I can't work out um, what she's done. But I do think four and nine feature somewhere, don't they, Lizzie? Mm, so right. where are you going to put four and nine? Well, it can, yeah, OK, right. Because well, we're sharing it now, and I'm leaving Lizzie to you do are. the other. One, four, no, nine, seven, got, two are correct, two in the right place. Yeah, I've got. I've actually got that. I'm going to go. What to put an eight? Oh, now she's confusing me. She's writing other numbers. No, we've got the first race coming up soon. I've got to learn the colours. So in your own time. Question mark four nine, and you just pick one of those numbers. Um, I'm going to go one four nine three. One four nine three. Okay, let's enter those numbers. Here we go. Entering the numbers in now. One. Oh, four. New numbers. Nine. Wow. Three. Wow. Colin. Oh, man, Colin. Colin's earned his money here today, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. One, four, nine, three. Four, nine, three. Going in now as we speak. Is no, it right? Oh. No. Oh. Oh. Let's find out how many they got right. Two. Oh. Two. How many, Colin, in the correct place? Two. Oh, very oh. nice. We got the numbers right, basically, but not in the right order. Yeah, no, we only got two numbers, right. two numbers right. <laughs> Playing all the oh. right notes, but not there necessarily in the right order. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're changing MPs' names, Paul. Well, Charlie, uh, you thought it might yeah. be Jacob Rees-Mogg. If he becomes Jake Rees-Mogg, you yeah, can see him playing in um, Dagenham and Redbridge yes, midfield. Exactly, you know. And mm. we've, got, we've got Big Dave Cameron at centre-back. Yeah, Big Dave Cameron at centre-back. So that, that's the look. You get the idea. Harry Harmon. 
Harry Harmon, that's he, nice. Yeah, yeah, he'd be yeah, something like nice. cricketer, doesn't he? Yeah, Harry, Harry Harmon. Harmon. Yeah, not so bad. No, maybe a few, there's a few more Harrys around these days. I think like Wee Georgie Osborne, one or two of the <laughs> listeners yeah, came yeah, up lovely. with. He'd be Wee and Jinky, oh, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, Celtic seven. Exactly. One, yeah, of, you yeah, know, yeah. one back then. Andy Burnham. That's nice. Andy, that's, Andy that Burnham. It does sound like a non league footballer, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Played football against Andy Burnham. He turned out we had an MPs versus Talk Sport game. Okay. He wasn't bad, actually. He was all right. Got Put a yourself non- about, career. left the foot in once or twice. Apparently, he's gone from Rochdale to Lincoln. Oh, has he? Yeah, people are making. <laughs> Always gets up. the ball in the mixer. Very, very uh, a poor man's Pat Nevin. Got a bit harsh. Simon are, the Burnley you. fan that was. Gordon Bomber Brown. Oh yeah, yeah that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah bombing. Nice. Just yeah. going to bomb to everybody. Dave yeah. Cameron and and Gordon Brown as as the two pet. Pair of yeah. centre backs. Mickey Gove. What does that leave us with? Mickey Gove. Mickey Gove. Mickey Gove. Where are you playing? Mickey Gove. Little Mickey, Mickey Gove. Go- Mickey Gove. He's a sort of left rat- wing. No, he's a ratty little midfielder. Is he? He's one of them. You know, he's just <laughs> yeah, just leaves like, a bit on you. Done yeah, like just it. Like ratting around. Nasty. He's one of them. Mickey Nasty. Gove. Little George. I'm not drawing any political. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the name purely. Little, little George Osborne. Yeah, little George. Yeah, we do. He's that's a music hall act, isn't yeah. it? Really. <laughs> Bottom of the bill. <laughs> Uh, talksport.com text 1889 tweet TSH if you want to add to the list of politicians if you subtly change their name turning to uh, non-league or lower league footballers yes at Charlie's idea don't blame me for that <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show uh, myself and Andy go again uh, tomorrow Charlie you'll be back on Thursday see you Thursday marvellous yeah we'll have the birthday spread and all that but uh For now, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 